many times have you electrocuted yourself? Uh, with 120 volts, I don't know, probably a dozen, <laughs> a dozen times. I, I'm not going to even tell this. I'm going to go ahead and tell the story. I'm going to okay. I'm going to tell the story. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not a giant idiot. Sometimes, uh, and actually, there were witnesses for this too. So I was wiring this lamp actually that's right over our heads right now. Oh my God! I can't believe how stupid I was. I had it. so I had the, the power. Everything was plugged in. There was it was a live wire and it was hanging down. I knew it was live, and I took my uh, my wire strippers and I was just measuring like this is where I need to cut the wire, and I put the 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 wire cutters over the wire, and I was just gonna like make an, an impression like a little dent because I didn't want to go get a marker, you know, and uh, so I just. I just squeezed a little bit, and then I was noticing it was starting to really dig in through the insulation. Now, at this point, I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking at all because I just kept squeezing, and I just kept squeezing it. I was like, wow, (laughs) man, these clippers are sharp. It's going right through the... (laughs) And there's like an explosion of light... Uh, Sharon and uh, my roommate were on the couch, and they were like, "Oh my God, what happened?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know. I can't see. I I was surprised at how bright that was. It was like just right in my face. It was like a, a firework going off, and I had this dark spot burned into my retina for the next like ten minutes, and it gets worse <laughs> because the next day I did it again." <laughs> And now the whole world potentially knows about the stupidest thing I've ever done twice. <laughs> that's not the, that's not the stupidest thing you've done. It's pretty close. It, the squirrel thing is the stupidest thing that you've done. That wasn't that wasn't stupid. That was that was crazy. That was weird. But can you tell that story? Uh, yeah. This the, just yeah. Because <laughs> we're in the middle of making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God. Welcome to The Well. I am Anson Mount. And I am Brandon Edgens. And in this podcast, we usually bring you stories of creative inspiration. But today, we're going to delve into a couple of stories of creative stupidity. Brandon's creative stupidity, to be precise. Okay. (laughs) I'm down with that. (laughs) The first story... If there are no stories about you, then it either means that you aren't creative. Don't, Don't buy that you're not stupid, though. The first story you've already heard at the top of the show. Brandon related that story to me back in the fall, and I managed to capture it on tape only because it had arisen out of our discussion about electronic dance music. And if you haven't heard that episode, it's the one right before this one, and you might want to go back and listen. But even though we think it's a good episode, for today's purposes, not really necessary. Now, for the story which you're about to hear, which is one of my all-time favorites... Listeners should be aware that it's partially a hunting story. And hunting, as you know, sometimes involves the death of animals. So, if you have younger listeners with you, this is probably not a good episode for them. And for you, if you're squeamish about that sort of thing. 
And as I've already indicated, this story involves acts of severe stupidity. So please, please, please do not try this at home. Don't try this anywhere. (laughs) So uh, for one of my films, I needed a dead squirrel to be... Uh, fried by uh, by electricity. We're back to electricity again. <laughs> yes, there is a connection between those stories. You're right. I forgot about that. So uh, I was at home. Uh, uh, I, I was at home in Georgia, and I was and I was like, oh, I need to you know get this shot real quick. And there's you constantly seeing dead squirrels on the side of the road. So I was like, I'll just drive around and find a dead squirrel. <laughs> you know, pick it up and singe it and throw it in front of the camera, and there have my electrified squirrel shot done but i drove up and down and i couldn't find a squirrel and i told my father about this so he was aware i didn't think he cared but i guess he did um and then the morning after my brother's engagement party i woke up really hungover well sorry my dad woke me up knowing i was hungover because i think he thought that was funny and i said let's go get you a squirrel i'm like oh my god dad i don't want to I don't, I don't care right now. So he said, let's go get a squirrel. So he went out in the backyard uh, with his 20-gauge uh, shotgun, double barrel. And uh, he wants to get rid of this squirrel anyway. So uh, we look up in the thing, and uh, my dad asked me. That's right. My dad asked me, he's like, do you need any more shells? And I said, no, nope, I just need two. <laughs> one to get him moving and one to take him down. <laughs> So that's I, the most southern thing I've ever heard. No, that's the second most southern thing you've ever heard because my dad is about to say the most southern <laughs> thing you've ever heard. So I, so I see the squirrel's nest. I just shoot blindly up into the nest, thinking he's probably up there. He was. So I shoot the nest, and he just goes running out uh, of the nest, you know, from branch to branch, jumping. And I'm kind of running underneath the squirrel, sort of stalking him from underneath. And he's a good like fifty feet up in the air. Uh, and as I'm as I'm stalking him and starting to train the other barrel on him, I hear my dad say, "Give him the other barrel." <laughs> <laughs> and that is the most southern yeah, thing ever. Give him the other barrel, and then uh, the squirrel jumped. I squeezed and I blew him out of the sky, <laughs> and he came crashing. And he was dead, stone dead, immediately upon hitting the ground. Before. And so now I have my dead squirrel, and, but now I need a smoking dead squirrel. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm going to hurry, um, and I don't feel like doing it. I don't know if there's a proper way to do this or an orthodox way of getting this shot, but I wasn't interested in it. Uh, so I took a little metal coffee can. I put just a tiny amount of gasoline, just like... <laughs> like a few drops practically into the bottom of this metal can threw a match in there. Boom. Okay. I got a little gas fire and I can hold the squirrel by the tail over this fire and singe him, you know, get him smoking to look like you've just been zapped by electricity. <laughs> and, and it's not really working. He's like, he's, he's singeing, but it's not really, it's not the look I'm going for. Uh, so I'm like, okay, he's not black. Like I want him to be. So I go get the black spray paint and uh, I kind of, I just kind of touch him up a little bit to make him look scorched on one side. And I'm like, okay, that looks a little bit better. He's, he's burned now. But I keep like 
holding him over the fire and then throwing him in front of the camera. I'm like, no, it still doesn't look right. It just doesn't. So I keep doing it. And then I get a little overzealous and dip the, <laughs> the swirl <laughs> into the bottom of the can where there's gas. And now I was like, oh, God. <laughs> And now he's on fire. And now I throw that in front of the camera. I'm like, oh, that's way too much. Because now he's just, and now you can't even see. It's just like a ball of fire with a tail on one end of it. I'm like, oh, so then I like have to, now I have to put out the squirrel. So you have to like beat him out, you know? And then like, and at that point he was starting to look about right. <laughs> you know, he was, he was really smoking pretty good. <laughs> he was very singed. <laughs> Throw him back in the front. I think I finally, after like 15 tosses takes i finally got the the squirrel shot that i wanted and uh and then i proceed to do the dumbest thing i've ever done besides chopping into a live wire twice uh i for some i don't, I don't know i grew up as a pyro growing up i know fire i know it's one of those moments where you know exactly what you're not supposed to do but you just do it anyway because you're not thinking um so I knew this was, it was something in the back of my head was telling me like, don't do this. This is stupid. And this is the same way of like, don't cut into a live wire. What the hell are you doing? But I did it anyway. So I lean over the coffee can. I'm like, I'm going to blow out the fire, <laughs> a gas fire inside of a can. So I blow into it. And then immediately a ball of flame comes shooting out of it and engulfs my face. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and now I'm like, oh God, oh, oh, no. You know, like my face burns and I've singed off my like uh, eyelashes and eyebrows. And I remember, I remember sitting uh, at dinner that night, like having troubles eating because my upper lip was burned. <laughs> and somehow, karmically, karmically, I felt like I deserved it because of what I just done to the squirrel. I felt like it was, everything kind of balanced out that day. It was like, the universe was like, you did what? You killed a perfectly innocent squirrel and set it on fire for your dumb movie? Fine, I'm going to burn your eyebrows off. I just picture you standing on the the apron of your your parents' garage with this smoking dead squirrel (laughs) and a camera on a tripod. And you look like the guy from Ancient Aliens, except you have no eyebrows. Oh, God. And now we're back in February 2018. We're about to finally publish this. But we felt we should take a moment to say officially that neither I nor the mature Brannon condone the harming or killing of animals in the pursuit of art. In fact, there could be nothing more opposite from the spirit of creativity. And so our delight in the story springs not from the flippant act at the heart of it, but from the harsh delivery of karmic justice. Because Brannon got exactly what he deserved. <laughs> Didn't you, sir? <laughs> I guess. Well, I I certainly hope you've learned your lesson. I well, I mean, but how many times have I said that to myself? <laughs> I have definitely learned my lesson, but then I'm going to say it again I mean, in your future about something else. Well, that, well, that's enough for now. That that's true. I mean, but I like I put it this way: I have stopped keeping track. I mean, every every now and then I do something really stupid, you know, like cutting into a live electrical wire or something. I'll say like, oh, it's got to be in the top five. And then I'll stop 
or like 10, 20. Oh God, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's in the top 100 dumb things I've done. Well, I think that's a very brave admission on your part. It's, I, I like it. I, I like to be reminded that uh, uh, for all my intellectual pretending, <laughs> I, can t- I can just, it takes the pressure off. Like, not like I can't be responsible for anything really big or protect or become precious about my intelligence or anything. Because look what I just did. And it it's ki- it kind of takes the pressure off. Like, I don't feel, um, I, I'm, I'm okay with screwing up. I like that. That's a very brave statement. I think it's a victory. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play some badass music for the outro here. Here we go. We're gonna thrash. We're just gonna get some thrashing metal for your victory here. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. The Well is produced, recorded, and edited by Brandon Edgens and myself, Anson Mount. Our theme music for this episode was performed and recorded by Brandon, based on a composition by Jonathan Myberg. Additional music for this episode was provided by Jason Shaw under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find out more about us, our guests, and all our episodes at thewellpod.com. That's thewellpod.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. What are we what are we what are we thrashing to? <laughs>